Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about how we can use our jobs, whatever they may be, to glorify God. You know, sometimes our jobs may feel like more of a trial that we need to overcome than a venue to honor the Lord. But James tells us that we should consider all trials pure joy because temptation it gives us the opportunity to persevere. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Your job is that whatever, and you should do it for God's glory. There may be days when we don't see how that's possible, but God assures us that even on our worst days on the job, we have an opportunity to serve him. So here is the unexhaustive list of how we can do it. Number one, we need to pray about it. Stick this in your notes about how to start just about anything because prayer, if we don't start any of our efforts without prayer, it's really all meaningless. First Thessalonians tells us pray without ceasing and that includes when we're preparing and when we're at work. If you grew up with Christian parents, maybe you adopted a kind of a prayer schedule when you were young. You prayed with the family at dinner, alone before you went to bed, maybe in the morning when you woke up too, and that became routine. But I think you'll admit that's a very different time in your life. And now you're in this new phase, and I encourage you to reconsider your prayer needs. When you're going to work, remember that is your opportunity to glorify our God. So I challenge you to take a few minutes before work. Pray that God will use you that day while you're in the workplace. If you commute, use your commute to pray. Take some time and ask God what he expects from you before you walk in the door. Psalm 127 says, unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. All of your other efforts in the workplace are in vain if they don't start with turning to the Lord for wisdom and strength. So start by glorifying God through prayer. Number two, remember that your work is made holy based on your faith, not the work itself. Now, there is some work that cannot be made holy because it's just inherently destructive. Things like the pornography industry or dishonest uh, marketing schemes or abortion, those all hurt people. And if you can't turn your organization away from those kinds of unrighteousness, then just pack up your bags and move on. We should glorify God in our work, and there's no glory in those things. But for most of us, we are in workplaces that do have the potential for doing good. But we should remember that it's not about the work itself, but why we do it. You know, I can be working in a soup kitchen, helping lots of people, but it brings no glory to God without faith. And in fact, Paul goes as far to call it sin if I do it without faith. He says, but whoever has doubts is condemned if they eat because their eating is not from faith and everything that does not come from faith is sin. It's not about what we do, but why we do it. Do everything out of faith and in service to God. Number three, be honest all the time. Employers they may crack down on employees who are talking about their faith openly. It's happening all the time, and we might find ourselves in a position where despite our command to preach the gospel, sometimes 
we won't be able to do that easily with our words. Yeah, but I have yet to hear about a worthwhile employer who has banned honesty and dependability. And our actions can speak far louder to outsides than our words will. Proverbs 11 tells us that the Lord detests dishonest scales, but accurate weights find favor with him. Find favor with God. Create a reputation of honesty for yourself. First, because that should just be a given for Christians anyways. But second, because honesty is like a light to the world. Maybe you don't think you can speak openly and keep your job, but you can act openly. You can be honest. Number four, work wholeheartedly. You know, here's another one for the, where you won't hear many employers that are opposed to it. And it has the added benefit of being exactly what God wants us to do. Paul told slaves and servants to serve wholeheartedly, as if they were serving the Lord, not people, in Ephesians 6-7. That's what we need to do. We need to strive to get better at our jobs, not because it will help us climb up the corporate ladder, but because we want to glorify our Father. Remember that all of our ability, all of our intellect, our bodies themselves are gifts from God. Don't waste those gifts. Number five, we need to build relationships in order to glorify God in the workplace. Now, I've studied with several people who are concerned about the people they're always surrounded by in a workplace. It doesn't matter if it's a, a white collar job or a blue collar or no collar at all. We are almost always the minority as Bible-believing Christians. And it's easy to agonize on that, to worry about what influences we're constantly surrounded by. And no doubt we should be alert, but we should also recognize what type of opportunity that is. 1 Corinthians 5.20 says that we are Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. And ambassadors, they don't sit at home. They travel to foreign lands to advocate for their home. That's the opportunity we have at work. We're in a foreign land advocating for God, and we should build relationships with our coworkers to accomplish that commission. Number six, we should season our speech with salt. That's the always relevant advice Paul gives us in Colossians 4, 6. Our actions, they have a lot of power. We work hard, we're honest, and people will notice that. But our speech is just as important. Everything we say should be designed to build other people up, according to Paul. That's not just in the church or in the family. That's when you're at work dealing with coworkers who aren't always the easiest to support and build up. To glorify God, we must remember what our purpose is and always speak gracefully. Number seven, we need to influence the culture around us. You have influence whether you recognize it or not. And your example could be the first step to transforming your workplace. If you're unhappy with the kind of language where you work, but be the one to change it. Be the one not to conform to it. If you don't like the work ethic of your work, uh, fellow workers, be the one who leads the way in working hard. People can change. When we became Christians, we became living proof of that fact. Believe that about your workplace. We might just be cogs in a machine, but if a cog starts turning the other way, the machine itself changes. Christians can influence those around us. Work on that. Finally, number eight, remember who the boss is. Christians are to obey authority. When the boss says to do something, most of the time we should try to do it. But we must remember that in everything we do, 
We serve God. He is the true authority, and we only work to glorify him. That should be our purpose, whether we eat or drink or whatever else we do. It is all for the glory of God. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.